You know what's really like we drink a lot of white rum in Jamaica. Like that's our biggest like it's so funny, I guess, because overseas everybody wants old, aged, you know, dark spirits, but you know, in Jamaica we really drink white rum. But I think what has been really good in America now is that whole agave spirits boom. And it's helped people get on board with like white spirits being like good. Welcome to So This One Shift, a conversational series brought to you by Decoding Cocktails, featuring people from around the drinks and hospitality industry, sharing stories with a friend, colleague, or acquaintance. With any luck, we'll get to listen in on some hilarious and heartwarming tales, along with the moments that shape our lives and work. Learn more about the show, our guests, how to submit your own conversation, and subscribe at SoThisOneShift.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back for the penultimate episode of uh, So This One Shift. Today, you're going to hear from Zan Kong, who is the commercial manager for Worthy Park Estate, a rum producer in Jamaica, and Emma Jansen, a journalist and author of books with people like Toby Maloney and Julia Momose, as well writing lots on agave distillates. Also, uh, shout out to Emma. Uh, not long after she recorded this episode, she took home a Spirited Award at Tales of the Cocktail, and also earlier this year uh, was received was the recipient of a James Beard Award. Uh, like many episodes before, uh, Zan and Emma uh, didn't know each other prior to this. And um, uh, a couple of things you will hear that I thought were great. Uh, Zan talks about agave's impact on white rum that despite uh, much of the world being very interested in aged rums that in Jamaica people mostly drink white rums. Uh, Emma talks about all the places that agave are being grown as well as as the demand takes up what that really is beginning to look like in terms of the ecosystem the um, uh, either clear-cutting, deforestation, other things that are being done to grow more agave as we have um, as we have a heightened demand for it. Uh, they'll also dig into uh, bad uh, tequila memories, too, and certainly talk about the evolution of the spirit and more. Uh, so thank you to both Emma and Zan for sitting down for this. You can find Emma on Instagram at Emma Jansen, J-A-N-Z-E-N, and Zan is at Z-A-N Kong, K-O-N-G. Uh, there'll be links to their works, the, play, uh, the, the Emma's publications, uh, Worthy Park, and more, all in the show notes. So enjoy this conversation between Emma and Zan. All right. Hi. What's up? <laughs> this is a, this is a blind date on a, a Thursday of Tales, which is probably at ten thirty in the morning. I know. I know. <laughs> I guess we should probably introduce ourselves. Yes, we can start with that. Okay, you go first. Uh, I'm Emma Jansen. And I am a writer, journalist, um, book author, and co-author, and a photographer. Oh, hell yeah. Hell yeah. So my name is Alexander Kong. That's my official name, but everyone kind of calls me Zan. Uh, commercial manager for Worthy Park Estate. So we're a small company, so do a little bit of a... Can, can we swear on this? I mean, I would... I 
I'm going to say yes. Okay, cool. So I do, do a bit of fucking everything. Um, <laughs> yeah, wear the sales hat, wear the marketing hat, wear everything in between. Cool. Um, yeah. That's awesome. I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jamaican rum, the flavor profiles. I don't know a ton about it because my wheelhouse is mostly like agave spirits and, and spirits from Mexico. Dope. You know what's really, like we drink a lot of white rum in Jamaica. Like mm. that's our biggest, like it's so funny, I guess, because overseas everybody wants old, aged, you know, dark spirits. But, you know, in Jamaica we really drink white rum. That's funny. But I think what has been really good in America now is that whole agave spirits boom and it's helped people get on board with like white spirits being like good mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah no disrespect to vodka fans out there but you know totally. yeah <laughs> so the white spirits uh i feel like category is growing mm-hmm. and uh it's been it's been helping us with jamaica rum that's great yeah that's great yeah I'm, I'm definitely a fan of like the fresh pressed cane stuff too Right. So yeah. like Cachaca, Agricole, like all of those, the terroir driven um, stuff. But I do feel like that's an easy segue into what you're talking about. Yeah. Oh, for sure. And I think, you know, it's cool being that, you know, we in Jamaica, we don't really do a lot of fresh breast cane. It's mostly mm-hmm. molasses. Right. But we're starting to do it now. Really? Yeah. And um, I started like messing with the, the spare bomb guys because, you know, they're all the rum agricole. And I, I told them we're going to do a Jamaican agricole. You know what we're gonna call it? What? Jagricole. Oh, no. <laughs> they they fucking hate me. <laughs> I, bet, I bet they do. They're like, who's this guy? Get him out of here. <laughs> um, cool. Funny. So, what do you? What have you been doing this week? Oh, this week has been pretty good. Um, I started with. Uh, I started by going off the tails grid. Um, and doing a little um, uptown bar crawl. That's like wisdom. That's yeah. wisdom. Some good dive what, sorry, spots. Wait, what, what tails is this? Uh, tenth. This is my tenth tails. Including COVID? Including pandemic? Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Okay, so sorry, I cut you off. No, what, it's fine. It? Yeah. Um, yeah, no, we did some divey spots. We did some neighborhood spots. Uh, a friend of mine um, used to live here. He was here for like 20 years, and so he was kind of my little tour guide. and um, So that was a lot of fun and a really good way of kicking off the week. I think because nice. um, I, I always want to make it out of out of, you know, the the core while I'm here mm. um, and it, it almost never ends up happening. I think, you know, as, as most people can relate to. Um, so I wanted to make sure I did that first. Yeah. Got it out of the way. Um, and then let's see what else. Uh, yesterday I led my first tasting panel. Um, which was super exciting. Uh, It was about um, agave spirits that are made outside of Mexico. Is there a lot of that? Yeah, surprising number. Where though? Um, I heard Africa, is it? uh, Yes, South South Africa. Africa. We had one from South Africa. Um, We had uh, one from Peru, one from Ecuador. So like naturally there are a lot in South America, right? Because that's where um, agaves are native. But uh, I was really surprised to see like, I mean, Hawaii, Italy. um, I, I read about one in Germany. Um, we had one, the, the, and of course in the U S too, right. So like California, Texas, New Mexico. Um, the one that was super surprising was, uh, one from France, which, um, we didn't even have a chance to try before we got to the panel because of the way that we had to get it to the U S. And so, um, it was a total shocker. It was like, it's, it's these, there was this, uh, national park, I think in the South of France and, uh, the government was coming in to like, you know, do some cleanup and, uh, they decided agaves were an invasive species. And so they were going to get rid of them. And then this like artist guy came in and was like, no, no, don't like just waste them. You know, people make spirits out of this. Mm-hmm. So essentially it was an art project. 
and and it tastes very much like how you would think of like a French distiller would interpret it's it's like an eau de vie and they call yeah, it eau de vie de agave on the bottle yeah. which is super interesting so i didn't know it could grow at that longitude or is that right? latitude yeah I, I don't know yeah whatever high up, high up there <laughs> um but the, no that's pretty cool yeah, but did they do it in like the same i guess they can't do it in the real same fashion as agave spirits in, in no Mexico. i don't think and i can't remember like this was my my panelist. She did all of the research on this one, so I just know like the the highlights. Um, I know the first batch they like baked in a bread oven. Um, so yeah, but no, they were they're definitely taking like an actual you know an interesting approach to it rather than I think in a lot of countries it's like we're going to make our version of tequila and that's yeah. a little problematic. Yeah. Um, but this one was really interesting. Uh, the French they'll make it their own. Yeah. yeah. Whether we like it or <laughs> not, there'll be an AOC on it next month. <laughs> <laughs> so they're gonna do, yeah. Nice, nice. Um, How about you? How's your week? It's been, it's been good. Um, it's. I, I feel like last year was was still kind of weird here. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. it was like coming out of coming out of the pandemic. But I mean, I love this week just for being able to see everybody. Like yeah. we're, you know, we're small brands, so we don't, you know, we can't go be everywhere and travel everywhere, and you know, we don't really have a, you know, our export team is like two people. Mm-hmm. So so coming here, you know, getting to see everybody, uh, centrally, it's been awesome. Um, I did a Jamaican rum panel with uh, us. It was us and the three other distillery representatives from the island. And uh, Ian Burrell hosted it, you know, cool. the rum ambassadors. So that was fun. And, you know, just getting to talk about Jamaican rum is always is always a good time. And then last night we had an event, just a little pop-up, brought over some homies from Phoenix, uh, nice. from Highball. Shout out Mitch and Libby and Samantha. And they came and, you know, did a dovetail. So it was a really cool vibe. Mm, um, cool. You know, really great drinks. And, you know, I've, I've been up every morning. At like before seven. Yeah. Oh, wow. You know, yeah. The, I was impressed that I've been getting up before like you know ten. Yeah. So I'm very impressed. Yeah. yeah. And, and it's not like I stayed up until seven a.m. You know, right, it's like right. Old man shit. Like I'm waking up, stretching, yeah. doing hip stretches and <laughs> and quad quad raises or whatever whatever the hell you do to to make sure you don't collapse when you walk down the stairs. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it hasn't been as sweaty. Um, yeah. As normal. I, I have noticed that as well, and I've, I've kind of tried to not say it because I don't want to jinx it. Yeah, not But, like, wood. it's been really nice out there, and we yeah. haven't, like, been a uh, – haven't been caught in any, you know, massive rainstorm like I normally am. And so I don't look like a drowned rat, which is awesome. Yeah, I don't <laughs> smell like a drowned rat either. Exactly. But, no, it hasn't. Like, I don't know if this is a good thing. Is it, like, global warming or climate yeah. change or something? But it hasn't – Hopefully not that. You yeah. Know, I mean, it's been – it hasn't been, like – I haven't sweated from every pore of my body. It's like maybe eighty percent of them. True. Um, but yeah, I've I've been pretty. I think it's been a pretty good week. It's good. What you got? Um, it's like what two more days left of this thing? Um, yeah, uh, yeah. I'm considering staying another day just because I I haven't had a chance to like get to some of the bars that I usually like to go to and some of the restaurants. So I might just hang around for what, another day. What's your what's your what's your top dive bar recommendation? Top dive bar. Um, I mean. I'll tell you the one one and, that and, I went and, to. Sorry, and I need the best your best dive bar story from it, which oh goodness, it, yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I was gonna say um, Pete's out in the cold, which I went to the, for the first time on Monday, um, is uh, in Uptown, and I really liked it just because it was it was you know it's empty. It's been there since like the 1930s. Um, it's not you know it strikes that perfect balance of like people are friendly in there, but not but it's still a dive. You know, like it's still like really chill. Um, 
you know, I mean, I think every everyone who comes to Tales knows what it's like to hang out at Aaron Rose or Alibi at four in the morning. Um, but good stories, though. I mean, too many drinks. <laughs> no, I think. Um, have you been? Have you done Alibi four o'clock in the morning this mm-hmm. week? Not this week. Not, Not this week. week. Last year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it usually gets. I mean, it's like. I feel like it's one of those places where. You know, you go there, I was talking to the girls outside, and, and you go there, and it's just like, all of a sudden, it's just like, three hours gone, don't yeah. know what happened with my life. Yeah, it's like a black hole of time. It is, it uh, is. And then people just bounce from one to the other, like, oh, I can't get a drink here, I'm going to go to Aaron Rose. Right. Oh, I can't get a drink here. I'm like, it's the same, it's the same fucking thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right? You're going back and forth, hanging in the window, trying to get someone to pass out a drink to you. Yeah. Uh, um... Uh, oh yeah, but last year, last year was a little weird though. I think because it was still coming out of COVID, yeah. and walking into that room and having it be like sardines, I think yeah. everyone was still a little like, "Oh, we're here and this is cool," but also like, "Do you have COVID?" Yeah, COVID? and I feel like a <laughs> lot know? of, I feel like, uh, I feel like COVID's still a thing. Yeah, yeah, like people are, you know, there's a warning back home that you know they're talking about COVID being, you know, people getting COVID again. But oh goodness, where yeah. where are you based? I'm in Jamaica. Oh okay, cool. Yeah, yeah, you. No, I am outside of Chicago. Oh, nice. Yeah, I was in Chicago for like the last decade, and, and now I live in Southwest Michigan. Okay. So wait, little... that's still considered outside? You, ca- you call that outside it's Chicago? It's 90 minutes east. Yeah, but it's like a different state. And there's state. an Amtrak, and, and I'm only there like half the time. That's like, but that's like, it's, it a, it's a, different, a different state. It is a different It's like saying state. I live, I just live south of Cuba. Like, <laughs> it's, it's old, yeah. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I do what, feel what like. What city though? What city? See, that's Michigan? the thing is like, I don't feel like most people when I, when I talk about it, like would know it's, it's in the middle of nowhere. It's Niles. Um, and it's called Niles. It's called Niles. Like yeah. N-I-L-E-S. Uh-huh. Well, how did, how did you end up there? Uh, my parents moved out there during pandemic and Got it. Uh, my Got husband it. and I decided that we wanted to go with them. And so we live next door and. Um, What's the population of Niles? I couldn't even tell you. I don't know. I don't know. Do you have the biggest agave? selection in Niles <laughs> probably street lights how many street lights are there um no I mean there it is a like a it is a proper little they have a little downtown they have the best antique shops actually like since moving out there I have become a huge like I love to go to the antique malls everything is really cheap you can find some awesome like super old pieces it's been a lot of fun for that reason and we live next door to an orchard and so like we have a little bit of land and it's like it's really pretty and i have so many questions how what's the population of niles oh no i really don't know this is like rapid fire what's the population (laughs) i really don't know i don't know how many starbucks do you have um no i don't think there is a starbucks walmart there is a walmart halfway between niles and south bend (laughs) another different state Yes, yeah. yes. So we're right on the border with Indiana. Okay. So and and where we live is halfway between Niles and South Bend. So so, so why don't you say you live outside of South Bend? Because you say that you live would make of more Chicago. sense. But we are on the Michigan side. Well, also South Bend is. I don't know. But... You're still trying to rep Chicago. <laughs> yeah. Is what I was on the hand. Yeah. Okay. So these antique stores is average age of people in Niles plus minus sixty. Um. Definitely around 60 so do they even consider them antique shops or are they just regular stores for these people <laughs> probably <laughs> i'm not answering this one <laughs> I'm, I'm, i mean your mom's probably not gonna listen to this so no that's true uh it is always the same people though which is interesting uh you do like run into the same like you know older folks it's um it's we're right in the middle of um a lot like loads of farms so it's corn country and soy and and watermelons 
Um, a lot of, a and watching like yeah and watching the farmers like rotate their fields yeah. every summer is really interesting and i also learned about corn sweat um What's that? which is a real thing um it sounds like it sounds like tails yes yeah um when you drink too much corn whiskey and then and then you sweat it out um uh like, no. like meat sweats yeah yes yeah, like yeah, meat sweats yeah. Um, no, it's, uh, the, one of the reasons why the Midwest is so humid in the summer is because the corn actually sweats, like corn gives <laughs> off humidity. Wait, so the corn sweats or the people sweat the corn? The corn actually sweats. Oh, so I thought you said it because they drink too much corn whiskey. That was a joke. Oh, got it, got it, got it, got it. So I was like, man, people sweat like corn. And then I was like, okay, no, is it like popcorn? Is it like buttered right. corn? Is it corn on the cob? Is it boiled corn? Many Roast different corn? varieties. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, it is act. It is the actual plants. Oh, got and so it, got there's it. a cornfield across the street from us, and um, on the super humid days, you can actually see like a layer of steam coming up off the plants. That's fin- it's really interesting. That's it. That is interesting. Yeah, I, I feel like I now relate more to corn than ever before. Right. So is now is one of those places that like you have to live there for a certain while before they consider you a local, like because it's such a small community. Um, like is, is it like those mountain towns out west where it's, oh, you've only been here for a season, like you're not like a local? There was definitely a lot of skepticism from our neighbors when we first moved there. And yeah. I think that's because so many people from Chicago do like come out to, because we're kind of close to Harbor Country, right? Like the like the very uh, lakeside part of Michigan where a lot of Chicago people like buy their summer homes and whatnot. Okay. Um, but we made the actual full move. Um, like it, your, what does your license say? Your driver's license? It's Michigan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, our neighbors, uh, the first, I guess this is our third summer out there. Yeah. Um, our neighbors have an orchard. They've It's a family-run thing. All, like, berries, apples, peaches, pears, cherries is one of the best parts of the year. Um, but they've been there for, you know, 100 years or, or more. And um, so, so their house is like an antique store. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we like take them zucchinis, you know, because we wanted them to like us. And that's what you do, I guess, in the Midwest. And uh, it was only just like this summer we got the invite to come over for the big strawberry shortcake party. Nice. Is it because did they did they not like your zucchinis last year? <laughs> she actually, she, she, my mom finally asked. She was like, "Do you do you, you like like squash, right?" And she's like, "Actually, I don't." Like, she, right. she like, didn't don't get the want them. I was like, "Oh, we've literally just been taking her the wrong vegetables." Yeah, man, the things you don't know. Also, like the things that I never thought I'd be talking about, like as a you know, kind of a city girl <laughs> as a living city in the girl, country. Agave expert, you're now a corn, corn <laughs> and zucchini. Yeah, expert. yeah. Uh, cool. It's crazy. Well, thanks for enlightening me about mm. Niles. I'll definitely <laughs> circle it every, next time I do a market visit to Michigan. Yeah. Um, so can I ask you about your writing? Yeah. Did you always want to write? Um, no. I, I would say that I always have written. Yeah. Like as a kid, I had, you know, a million notebooks and yeah. um, in school, like I was very good at the essays and the editing and whatnot. My mom is an um, editor. Uh, of um like a neuropsychology stuff so different like world um but no i went to college for film oh nice yeah i wanted to be um either an art director or or a film editor um and then uh coming out of school i was in austin texas at the time where i'm originally from too but then i I thought you're from chicago school originally from texas what is it um when i was getting out of school the film industry kind of bottomed out 
um, there because um, New Mexico and Louisiana and Canada were all giving better tax incentives. And so the production just wasn't really happening because the UT's film school is pretty good. Oh, um, Matthew McConaughey now has a class there. Teaching. Oh, really? Yeah, because he's a, an alumni and loves the program. I love that guy. He's fun. <laughs> Funny. I haven't met him, but like, you know, I, I would mean, totally take his class though. And I was yeah, sad that like, no, totally. We didn't have any McConaughey's I mean, when I was there. Sometimes people confuse me for him. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. Because you say, all right, all right, all right. Yeah, and like with my shirt <laughs> off and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, so is that how you got into agave from Texas? Yes. Yeah. Nice. So you got to yeah. have some agave stories or, or Mexico stories. Sure. Um, best stories. Um, I mean, really, it's... <clears throat> excuse me. Um, like, did you start with the whole, like, tequila worm thing? Like, is, was that a real thing? It, you know... Well, everyone has that. I had drank too much tequila story. Right. Yeah. And mine was in college. Um, I was on the first uh, women's rugby team at UT and um, decided Badass. to go shop for shot with one of the guy rugby players, yeah. which is a horrific idea because I was a tiny little creature. And, you know, they're like these big hulking rugby player guys, yeah. you know. And um, so, yeah, that was definitely like. It was for sure alcohol poisoning. I mean, I was like lying on the like near a pool. Thankfully, not in a pool. Yeah. Uh, terrible hangover for three days. Like a swimming pool or a pool of vomit. Swimming pool. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Thankful, but I think I'm, I'm pretty sure I was throwing up into yeah. like a. Do you remember what saucepan or what, something? What tequila like. was? Um, it was. I mean, it was definitely something. Well, I. It was. It was a golden color. Yeah. So yeah, it was that probably like clairvoy or, yeah. or something. Oh my god. Terrible. My um. 21st birthday mm-hmm. I was in Toronto like I grew up I, you know I live in Jamaica now but I grew up outside of Toronto and oh, okay. I remember going to System Sound Bar mm-hmm. for my birthday it was like this really like cool downtown nightclubs no longer there but you know they used to do the hip hop nights jungle nights like very like you know kind of sketchy in a, in one of those ways but also like the most fun we used to, we used to have there and I remember we went there for my 21st birthday and it was just like, you know, tequila, Jose mm-hmm. Cuervo. And and we could, like, we were already drinking because, you know, you're drinking 19 in Canada. But it was just, we were just celebrating. And I just remember shots, shots, beers, shots, uh, in, um, you know, repeat, mm-hmm. you know, and, and leaning on the bar and just, like, like falling asleep on the bar. And then going outside, and my boy Kevin's car, he drove, and I just remember, like, puking all outside oh. of his car and him like complaining in the morning they had to clean out his car for my yeah. vomit and then i remember waking up just like you know one of those nights you wake up butt naked in your bed like sideways <laughs> yeah like you, you literally just walked in and went Whoop. yeah yeah beside you know the the girl i was dating at the time thankfully um and at, at my own house but yeah just like what the fuck happened yeah. and it, it was one of those like 20 years of no you know drinking tequila yeah uh, but you know you get scarred it was college college stories mm-hmm God damn it. Well, it's funny thinking about that kind of tequila and like, you know, the times and whatnot. Um, on Monday, I helped judge the the Nola Spirits competition oh, agave yeah. category. And Dale DeGroff was there. Yeah. And he was telling us, you know, like when he worked in uh, at the Rainbow Room um, in the 1980s. And, you know, he thought Cuervo, that was good tequila. And so when the 100% agave thing started happening... 
he was he was kind of flabbergasted because at first he was like, "This isn't tequila. This isn't you know, this isn't as good as Guerrero." Um, and then and then he goes, "Oh, oh no, actually, I didn't know anything about tequila at all. Yeah, and this is tequila." And I feel like that there's a very clear like trajectory that I feel like a lot of us have had with that spirit mm-hmm. in the last you know decade or. It's true. Or so. I, I mean, I, I see it on the rum side too, right? Where mm-hmm. you know. Not gonna call out all the brands, but you know, same same ones that were probably right beside Cuervo. Yeah. Um, not coincidentally, there's a bottle right there oh, beside hey. you. Um, but it. yeah, it was, it, we should we should have done a shot. <laughs> yeah. But if we open that one, that's gonna be like it's the most like, expensive bottle because it's in the mini bar for yeah. So it, it's got to be like forty dollars. I'm gonna complain to Chris about not not setting us up for success here. <laughs> but um, what was I saying? Um, we were talking about oh rum and how oh yeah, yeah. It, it, it's very very much the same thing where. You know, the rum that people grew up with drinking handles of, you know, the Pirates rum or whatever, you know, and, and now the shift in, in, yes, those are still the biggest selling rums in the market, but it's like we're, you know, there's a shift now to, to make it better, make it premium, you know, artisanal mm-hmm. craft, whichever marketing sure. catchphrase is, is the, the, the yeah, yeah. <laughs> the catchphrase of the day, but yeah, it's it's definitely a shift, and I think it's good for all spirits. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I agree, especially when it's not just marketing, right? Yeah. Especially when there's like actually intentional, mm-hmm. interesting things happening, and it's not just all like big industrial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it's, it's good. Just you know, gobbling up the land and whatnot. Yeah. All right. So, what is next in like a gut? In the since you're, you're we're talking agave like the agave world like where is it is, is, is there going to be enough agave like I, I hear mm-hmm. a lot not being in the industry but like oh there's you know the, it's yeah. not sustainable there's not enough agave being produced or, or farmed or whatever whatever it is is it yeah no it's definitely a problem yeah. it's definitely a problem I mean and and I think mostly because unlike uh, you know grains or potatoes or corn. Um, you know, these are not annual crops. So, you know, they take seven, 10, 20 years to grow and they, you know, they take up a relative amount of space in the earth too. And so you can only grow so many. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, I think people have been talking about this for a long time, but now when you go down to Mexico, you can like Oaxaca specifically, which is, you know, where most of the mezcal that we're getting today is coming from. Um, there's, uh, people are plowing down forests. There's a lot of deforestation happening just to plant new agave. And even then it's not, you know, it's just, it's kind of ravaging the yeah. earth and it's, and that's shitty. So that's where we're going to have the French agaves now? We, you know, we might have to, <laughs> we might have to start drinking more French agave. Yeah, well, you know what the answer to that is though, right? Hmm. Just drinking more rum. There you go. Yeah. There you go. You've solved it. (laughs) We're good. I'll be here all week, folks, but uh, we're just solving life's problems one after the other. Love it. See, I'm getting getting kicked out. Yeah. Thanks, Emma. That's a good thing. Thank you. Bye. (laughs) Thanks for joining us today. Learn more about the show, our guests from around the industry, how to submit your own conversation, and be sure to subscribe at sothisoneshift.com. This series is produced by Decoding Cocktails.